This is Tani Talks Radio, the share where we talk a topic for the week for the audience members to keep. We try now to do it in around 40 or so minutes because now we're bringing back the Zoom forum, the Zoom aspect. If you listen live, you could see us live or you could just listen. And, of course, you could listen on the app. Best way to listen live is on the app. This shear is dedicated, and it should be in the merit of the safe and healthy return of all of the captives. It is for the refuah limb of all of the injured and sick, especially in Israel and Eretz Yisrael, and for the safety, protection, and success of all the soldiers and our brothers and sisters in Eretz Yisrael. And that's why I want to talk about real strength. Real strength. We begin with a quote from Rabbi Sachs. We just had his yard site recently. was a tremendous, tremendous person. Amazing writings, amazing quotes, and amazing sayings in general. And he had the foresight to know about the situation of the Jews in general and the Jews throughout history. He was very well-versed and very well-learned. He had many, many quotes. One of them we're saying here from Rabbi Sachs, Non-Jews are comfortable with Jews who are comfortable with themselves. Non-Jews are uncomfortable comfortable with Jews who are uncomfortable with themselves. And there's another quote, of course, that if a Jew doesn't make the separation, doesn't sanctify their life, doesn't have strength in their own life, then God forbid the non-Jews will make Havdalah for us. Meaning, you think you could assimilate, you think you could go in the in the byproduct of the society and you could wither away and you could pretend to hide your Jewish identity. It's never hidden. Yamach Shimon in the Holocaust times wanted to kill all Jews, whether secular, whether Dati, whether Labavitch, whether Chasidish or Haredi or whatever. And people who hate us, Hamas included in the current situation here in fall 2023, and we should be zolcha to eradicate all of Hamas, all of Amalek, all of our enemies, to the last one and take back all our land and all of our aspects of Eretz Yisrael. Those who hate us hate all of us, every single one of us. We have to have the strength, the character, and the ability to stand up for identity, to be proud of our identity, and to be proud, for who we, be proud of who we are. Of course, it might sound a little hypocritical because I always talk about in all my shirm and all my shows how I wear my hat out of safety walking to school. But in the school itself, I always wear my kippah proudly because we want to be wonderful with our identity. We want to be safe with our identity, but it has to be done in a wonderful forum. And there's a big rally coming on these days. I hope everyone is successful and safe and protected and it should be the biggest showing in history and it should accomplish great, great things here and in Shemayim and all over the place. And I love all the people coming out and supporting us. But everything should always be done in a safe and wonderful manner, and we should only know from good things. But we have to be comfortable with ourselves. We have to be comfortable with our identities. We have to be comfortable with our aspects of our life, and we have to be comfortable with what we can and bring it to this world. I want to also quote from Tehillim. A lot of people have been saying a lot of Tehillim. There are many different prakim that a person should say, especially in this current situation. Chaf is one of them. Chaf Bet is another one. <coughs> Um, 50, 50, 
83 is another one, and uh, 120, 121, really, 130, 142, all great prakim to say. One of the most powerful prakim actually to say is Tehillim Aperkhaf. It's in davening every day. It's especially appropriate to recite this psalm, this Tehillim, in times of distress, whether one's own, that of a dear one, or the nation, which is obviously what we're going through right now, is the basis for the Talmudic dictum that one should pray for redemption or help having proclaimed God as the Redeemer. Brachos 4b teaches that. The last word of the previous psalm describes Hashem as my Redeemer. Whereupon the psalmist prays, May Hashem answer you on the day of distress. This is the Lam Natseach Mizmor Ladavid Yancha Hashem Biyom Sarai Yisagev Hashem Elohim. We're going to get to the most important phrase for what we're talking about in a second. And we should be zocha that these words come true. But listen to the words in English, how powerful they are. A psalm by David for the conductor, may Hashem answer you on the day of distress. Hashem should answer all our tefillah, May the name of Yaakov's God, we're going to come to Yaakov, this Parsha in the, in the coming Parshios, make you impregnable. May he dispatch your help from the sanctuary and support you from Zion. May he remember all your offerings and consider your burnt offerings generous. Selah. May he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill your every plan. May we sing for joy at your salvation and raise our banner in the name of our God. May Hashem fulfill all your requests. Now I know that Hashem has saved his anointed one. He will answer him from a sacred heaven. Hashem will save us. We will be much with the name of Hashem, with the shame Hashem, with the help of Hashem. Hashem has saved his anointed one. He will answer him from his sacred heaven with the omnipotent victories of his right arm. And here is the most powerful verse of this psalm, in my opinion. Some with chariots, some against us with horses, but we, the Jewish people, the Amanivchar, we call out in the name of Hashem. In the name of Hashem, we call out. They slumped and fell, but we arose and were invigorated. Hashem saved. May the king answer us. On the day we call, because real strength is not even about the numbers. Real strength is not even about how strong you are physically. Real strength is not even about what we're doing, and real strength is not even about what we're talking about. But real strength in this life, real strength in this time, is where we're talking about what we're doing, is where we're having this ability, we're having this capability, where we are having the people who are using the strength of themselves who are using their ability using their capability these are the people who go and they use the chariots and the horses is what they think is strength but that's not real strength the real strength is talking to hashem dominating to hashem and calling out to hashem they slumped and they fell but we arose and were invigorated because real strength is with calling and i also want to point out one of the prakim from Shmuel Aleph, my wife teaches all the time. One of the Prakamans Shmuel Aleph talks about how David confronts Goliath's real strength standing up to the, the giant. We don't know exactly how tall he was, but we can imagine he was considerably taller than David. And he comes to Goliath, he literally comes with a slingshot and three smooth stones. And he tells Goliath, you're calling, you're, you're coming with the, with armor and shields and swords, but we come with the name of Hashem. I come with the name of Hashem. 
David Melch literally comes against Goliath with the name of Hashem because real strength is not in how much muscles you have. Real strength is not with how many guns you have. Real strength is not with how many anti-Semites you gather together or how many pro-Hamas, pro-Palestinian, anti-Israel, anti-Jewish people you get together. You think you have strength because you have 300,000 people acting like behemoths, acting like animals, burning American flags, burning Israeli flags. That's not real strength. That's really cowardice. These people that attacked the Jewish people, these animals, these beasts that attacked us on one of our most happiest days, October 7th, the Simchas Torah massacre. It was cowardly. They knew we would be dominating. They knew we wouldn't be around. And they came like a Moloch, literally like a Moloch. They Amalekites that came after the weak, the people who lagged behind. They didn't have the, they didn't even have the the, the strength to come at us like a real war. They talk about Amalek. Zahor asher Amalek baderach. They came against us. They didn't come at us with with at least you know honor. At least coming in a real battle. They had the audacity to come a sneak attack, which is exactly what Hamas did. Which is exactly why we think that Hamas is a Malik, which has to be eradicated fully. No mercy. You have to eradicate them fully, just like in World War Two. They came out and they tried attacking people, but not in the right ways, not in the right manners, not even having the right honor. Amongst men in the olden days, when you would fight, you would fight face to face. You would fight, looking at each other, talking to each other, not talking to each other, but you would fight at least in, in an honorable way, facing each other. Here, it was the chutzpah to come. Zahor asher asalacha amalek. It comes from Devarim. Listen to this. Baderach b'tzeischa memitzrayim. When we were leaving Mitzrayim, asher karacha baderach. They happened upon us. They sneaked upon us. They attacked us in a sneaky way. In a in a Cowardly, backwardly way, exactly like on the Simchas Torah massacre. Translated. Remember what Amalek did to you on the way and what Amalek continues to do to you against you all the generations. As he's departed from Egypt, he encountered you on the way, cut down the weaklings trailing behind you. While you were faint and exhausted, he did not fear God. So eerie how that's what happened. They they came in a in a weak, cowardly manner while we were davening, while we were dancing and singing. We weren't armed for fighting. We weren't armed for battle. Also in the Yom Kippur War, we were faint and exhausted. He did not fear God. It shall be that when Hashem your God lets you rest from your surrounding enemies in the land that Hashem gives you as a heritage to bequeath, you are to erase the memory of Amalek from beneath the heaven. Do not forget. Remember what they did, how cowardly they were, and wipe them out. Evil cannot be standing on this earth. Evil has to be eradicated in all forms. Take back the land that the Jewish essence. We're only given such a sliver of land. It's not even as big as New Jersey. And people already fight us for it for hundreds of years, for thousands of years. Hashem gives us exactly what we're supposed to have, and it's ours. It's ours, and it belongs to us. got to eradicate the evil. So when we talk about strength, we talk about the real strength. It's not in numbers, because look at the time when the Hashemah fought against the 
Greeks. You know, Hanukkah is coming in just a few weeks. One of my favorite time periods of the whole year. Really, my favorite time period of the whole year. My favorite holiday by far of the whole year. It's not in numbers. There are three hundred people came against thousands of thousands of people. When Hashem wants something, it will happen because only Hashem's essence survives. Only Hashem's will survives. It's not about the numbers. You could have three hundred animal, three hundred thousand animals. You know, protesting against Judaism, protesting against Israel and anti-Israel is the same thing as anti-Jewish nowadays because it's literally equivocal. Anti-Semitism has had a lot of names throughout the years. They've called us capitalists, they've called us Marxists, they've called us socialists, they've called us Zionists. It's just another excuse that they can't handle the moral consciousness of the Jew. They can't handle what we bring to the world, the light we bring to the world, as Yemach Shemo aptly put in his own book, as was quoted to me throughout the years. Strength is not always in the numbers. Strength is really in character and doing what's right. Ezehu Gibor, Perkevs teaches us in Perik Dalad Mishnah Aleph, Ezehu Gibor HaKovish Es Yitzro. Ezehu Gibor HaKovish Es Yitzro. Who is really a strong person? Tov Erech HaPayim Milochet Ir. The, the Mishnah tells us, we look at Perak Dalad Mishnah Aleph, we look at the fact that the Mishnah teaches us, the Mishnah tells us amazing things. We look at the fact of what it tells us the real strength is. You have to look at what the Mishnah says. Ben Zomer Omer, Ezehu Gibor HaKovish Esistros Nemar, Tov Erech HaPayim MiGibor, O Moshe Barucho Milochet Ir. Who is truly strong? Someone who conquers his Yetzirah. It says in a Mishle, someone who can control himself is slow to anger is better than someone who is physically strong. Someone who controls his feelings is better than someone who conquers a city. Because strength is not really in the physical might. Strength is in the inner character of what we're talking about. Who is the strongest person you know? What makes them strong? What type of strength are you thinking about? What type of strength are you thinking about? Strength is not in muscles. Strength is not in weights. Strength is not in dumbbells. And strength is not in medicine balls. Strength is from inner character and inner conviction. As Pergelos tells us, who is strong? We say it again, we say it again. Who is strong? The person who conquers, overpowers his bad traits, his urges, his desires, his inclinations, obviously. Pusik also tells us, Sheva Yipal Tzadik Vakam, many times people don't often stand up to the test and they fall, but in general, if there's ever a time that you do, it shows the strong person. A strong person, a truly strong person, is not the bodybuilder from Muscle Beach in Guadalajara. The truly strong person is one who works on himself. Someone who's trying to overcome himself. Someone who is able to go through and come over those things. Take the example of sleep, for example. I personally would like nothing more than to sleep in late every single day. When the alarm goes off at 6 in the morning, I'd like to toss it on the floor until 9 a.m., but of course I can't do that. Mind you, the little kids come into the room anyway before 6 a.m., but there's just too much to do, too much to get ready for everyone to get out to school, make it to work. I have to make it to work by 8 a.m. We have to get going. It's definitely not easy for me on any level. I have to fight with myself to get out of bed and to get started on the day every day. It takes much inner work, much inner strength. We all need to harness our inner strength. What is real strength? The strength to work on ourselves, to overcome ourselves, to fine-tune our insides and our traits, which is one of the major life missions for all of us. When I think of inner strength, I think of the Avos. We're in the Parshos of the Avos, and unfortunately we already finished the 
one of my favorite characters in all of Bereshis, that of course of Avram Avinu. We only get to have three weeks with him, and we already passed those three weeks of Lech Lecha Chayesara, of Lech Lecha Bayer Chayesara, and we move over this week. Here in November 2023, we move over to Yitzchak. We think of inner strength. You think of Avram withstanding his ten tests, being the only real Jew in the world. You go through those parshios of Avram, and you think about in Chayesar when he finds the strength to deal with the loss of his beloved wife. He was the one real ivri against all the non-believers, idol-worshippers on this earth. Think of Yitzchak having the inner strength to willingly almost sacrifice himself on the Akedah. Think of Yaakov with all his struggles throughout his whole life. You could think of David HaMelech and his very difficult life. As well as Rabbi Akiva, who started late in life and lost so much, starting from the abject poverty at age 40. You think of all these different people, and you think of all of these characters, these role models throughout life, very, very difficult lives that they had. They are really strong. I think of a tremendously strong person. When I think of this person from the recent past decades, I think of the Klausenberger Rebbe, whose family was very close with my wife's grandfather's family. Wikipedia, Lahavdil has a whole description about the Klausenberger Rebbe, Rebbe Yehusiel Yehuda Halberstam. Rabbi Yukusiel Yehuda Halberstam, born on January 10, 1905 to June 18, 1994, was an Orthodox rabbi and the founding rabbi of the Sams Klosenberg Hasidic dynasty. Halberstam became one of the youngest rabbis in Europe, leading thousands of followers in the town of Klosenberg, Romania, before World War II. His wife, 11 children, and most of his followers were murdered by the Nazis while he was incarcerated in several concentration camps. After the war, he moved to the United States and later to Israel, rebuilt Jewish communal life in the displaced person camps of Western Europe, reestablished his dynasty in the United States and Israel, founded a Haredi neighborhood in Israel and a Sans community in the United States, established a hospital in Israel run according to Jewish law, and rebuilt his own family with a second marriage and the birth of seven more children children. The Rebbe's decision to move to the United States was not a permanent one. Throughout his travails in the Holocaust, he always had in mind the goal of settling in Israel. Toward that end, he established the Kiryat Sans neighborhood in the beachside city of Netanya, beautiful city, my wife and I were there, in 1958. In so doing, he was the first Rebbe to establish a Haredi neighborhood in an Israeli development town. Over the next few years, he raised money for the establishment of key neighborhood institutions, including girls and boys schools and yeshivas, an orphanage, and an old age home. The Rebbe moved permanently to Israel in 1960, settling in Antonia, directing both the community there and in Williamsburg. He also founded Bate Medrash and schools in other cities in Israel and established the Kiryat Sons neighborhood of Jerusalem as well. In 1968, he founded another Sands community in Union City, New Jersey, and afterwards divided his time between that community and his residence in Netanya. He is known for having established Laniato Hospital, a voluntary not-for-profit 484-bed hospital in Kiryat Sands, Netanya. The hospital is run according to Jewish law. The vision for establishing the hospital originated during the Holocaust. At the cornerstone laying for the second building in 1980, he told the assemblage in Yiddish, this is what he said. I was saved from the gas chambers, saved from Hitler, Yamach Shemom. I spent several years in Nazi death camps. Besides for the fact that they murdered 
my wife and eleven children, he said, Lo we should have enough strings, Hashem come to Mum. My mother, my sisters, and my brother, of my whole family, some hundred and fifty people, I was the only one who survived, he said. I witnessed their cruelty. I remember as if it were today how they shot me in the arm. I was afraid to go to the Nazi infirmary, though there were doctors there. I knew that if I went in I'd never come out alive. Despite my fear of the Nazis, I plucked a leaf from a tree, stuck it to my wound to stanch the bleeding, then I cut a branch and tied it around the wound to hold it in place. With God's help it healed in three days. Then I promised myself that if with God's help I got well and got out of there away from those Yamachimam Rashaim, wicked people, I would build a hospital on Eretzisro where every human being would be cared for with dignity. The basis of that hospital would be that the doctors and nurses would believe that there is a God in this world and that when they treat a patient, they are fulfilling the greatest mitzvah in the Torah. How beautiful. Rabbi Halberstein spent 15 years raising funds to build the hospital, which would come to be named Laniato Hospital after the Laniato brothers, two bankers from Switzerland, whose estate provided a $300,000 donation for the Rebbe. The hospital's first building, an outpatient clinic, opened in 1975. In the next few years, a maternity ward, emergency room, internal medicine department, a cardiology unit, and an intensive care unit opened. The hospital continued to expand and today encompasses two medical centers, a children's hospital, a geriatric center and a nursing school serving a regional population of over 450,000. The Rebbe continued to plan and supervise the expansion of the hospital until his death in 1994. In addition to his achievements in rebuilding the Saws, Klausenberg, and dynasty and establishing many communal institutions, one of the Rebbe's most far-reaching accomplishments was his establishment of Mithal Hashas, the Talmud Factory in 1982. This worldwide project encourages thousands of Jewish men and boys to study copious amounts of Talmud and Shulchan Aruch and complete written tests on 20 to 30 pages per month in return for a monthly stipend. Mifel Ashas continues to operate today worldwide. Can you imagine such strength of character, such spirit, to continue to go on, to continue to study and to continue to go through and be so strong and accomplish so much? Mind-boggling. Amazing, simply amazing. You could think of nowadays heroes, these people from the massacre, reading countless stories, and uh, God willing, there's going to be a book put out about it, it sounds like, in the coming weeks, also about these tremendous, tremendous heroes, especially United Hatzal members. And you see all these members, this driver who went back to save people, and this other person who left his post to save people, not even having guns working, not even doing whatever they can just to stop the animal, the barbaric barbaric beasts, the people, these Amalek people who went after the weak, who went after the unarmed and unmanned places, literally like Amalek. We have to show such strength when cowards and enemies show such cowardice. We have to learn from these characters, these role models, from many years ago to the beginning of the Jewish history story to today. Look at the role models. Look at these beautiful people standing up and doing what they can, having such strength. I love the different things going on around the world. These people standing up and showing up for Israel and the Jewish people. And with, in Israel, I love the Yachan and Atzeach vision with Shai Groucher doing a beautiful, beautiful job providing for the soldiers. All these different organizations standing up, being strong, doing what they can. It's wonderful. We should all learn what we can on our life to do what we can to find real, real strength. Mendel comments and points on Chabad.org in difficult moments like we find ourselves in these days. Many have found encouragement in a pivotal and inspiring teaching of the Rebbe, the Babacha Rebbe, based on the words of the Talmud. Hashem does not make impossible demands on his creations. Just as it is, 
just as it is inconceivable that loving parents would only give their child a task that is beyond their capabilities, God, our loving parent, does not present us with a challenge that is beyond our capacity to meet. Labab Sharabi took this idea a step further, teaching that the greater the challenge we face in life, the greater is the accompanying inner strength we possess in order to overcome the challenge. As the following dem- story demonstrates, in the Rebbe's worldview, challenges of any kind are indicative of inner strength, not weakness. A traditional Jew who found himself in a relationship forbidden by the Torah once visited the Rebbe to discuss his religious quandary. After presenting his situation to the Rebbe, the man fell silent. He braced himself for a rebuke, expecting to be told how grave a transgression he was committing. The Rebbe was silent for a little while. I envy you, he finally said. The young man did not quite grasp the meaning. The Rebbe, he thought, who is on the highest of spiritual planes is envious of me. The Rebbe continued, there are many ladders in life. Each person is given his or her own. The ladders present themselves as life's challenges and difficult choices. The tests you face are the ladders that elevate you to great heights. The greater the challenge, the higher the ladder. God has given you this difficult test because he believes you can overcome it and has endowed you with the ability to do so. Only the strongest are presented a ladder as challenging as yours. Don't you see then why I envy you? Along similar lines, the Rebbe wrote the following lines to a young man who wrote to him describing the difficult moral and religious dilemma he faced. On February 4, 1986, from Brooklyn, greeting and blessing this acknowledgement received of your letter on January 26, in which you write about a serious problem. As requested, I will remember you in prayer for your fulfillment of your heart's desires for good. Needless to say, a person who is afflicted with this or other neurological problems may well ask, why has God created such a compulsive drive? One that is in direct contradiction to his moral code. Why has he afflicted me, who desires to comply fully with his commandments? No human being can answer such questions. Only God can answer. One observation that could be suggested in relation to the question, why me, if an individual experiences a particularly difficult <clears throat> or trying situation may be assumed that God has given him extraordinary powers to overcome this extraordinary difficulty. This person doesn't realize his inner strength, doesn't realize what he has in reserves, and has to tap into them and try to find them, and try to do what he can to fight against them. Hashem doesn't give human beings greater challenges than they can handle. It applies to all of life's challenges, not just to moral and religious ones person has to do what he can to stand up, to go and to be good and do what you can to make the world a better place. Do what you can. Even a person who is missing a limb or a faculty and has to use a prosthetic or something in life doesn't mean that they're disabled or handicapped, but it means that they have special and unique possessing potentials that the rest of people do not. Do what you can to understand what real strength is involved in the Torah, in this life, in this kind of days we find ourselves in. Rabbi Wayne points out on RabbiWayne.com, when we finish a book of the Torah, we say, Chazak, Chazak, Venes Chazek. It's proclaimed at the conclusion of the reading of one of the five books of Moshe. It's an ancient custom going way, way, way back. This, this, when we say, Chazak, Chazak, Venes Chazek, it literally means be strong, be strong, let us strengthen ourselves. Really, it should say something like, Lamad, Lamad, Vilnel, Mad, study, study, will be learned. What does strength have to do with completing a book of the Torah? It's obvious that it has to do with, little, with physical, that it has little to do with physical strength. 
It's talking about the unique Jewish definition of strength, of an inner characteristic of strength, of purpose, will, and morality. That's why we talk about who is a strong person, one who has the strength to overcome the base desires. Self-control, moral probity, modesty of behavior, personality are the components of true Jewish strength. It's most fitting that we say it publicly at the end of each one of the books of the Torah because the entire lesson to be learned from that holy book we just concluded is the message of inner spiritual strength of the Jew, the probity of behavior and self-discipline. And that's why we're hated so much throughout history, by the way. That's the key to anti-Semitism. You could call it what you want. You could call it Marxism or socialism or capitalism or or elder protocols, terrible, terrible anti-Semitic stuff. You could call it Zionism, but it's always at the root aspect, the fact that we bring morality to the world, we bring spiritual strength to the world, we bring a consciousness to the world, we bring a higher caliber of life, of how we attack things and we look at things. That's why we're hated. Bilaam, no friend of ours, converted us to a lion. Rome thought of the Jews as being their strongest enemy and most unconquerable foe. The anti-Semites, who unfortunately are too much about a emphasize their attribute of strength. Their belief in their cockeyed conspiracy theories about how the Jews run the world is all because at the fundamental core they misread our strength. Our strength lies in our faith and our loyalty to God and His Torah, to the traditions of Israel that have nurtured us for thousands of years. Excuse me. When we finish anything we do in in life, we say a hadron. When we finish a mesechta, we finish a book, we finish a talmud, we finish the mishnah, we say a hadron. It concentrates on a certain subject covered in the tractate that's just completed and also connects the subject matter to the tractate that will be studied. There are many great books of Jewish scholarship based solely on the lectures of hadron. The seam always concludes with a pair for strength to be able to continue studying Torah with a special text of Kaddish regarding the redemption of Israel, Zion, and Jerusalem because Zechariah taught not by physical strength, nor by physical power shall you prevail, but rather by the strength of my spirit, says Hashem. So our strength, our true strength, comes from the strength of inner will, inner courage, inner morality, strength of inner character. What is real strength? Inner conviction, inner ability to fight the battles within, and to fight the battles of spiritual battles around us. Rabbi Wayne also points out on H.com, the rabbis of the Talmud said that Israel is the strongest and boldest of all the nations. This was meant both as criticism of Jewish brashness and aggressiveness and a compliment to the tenacity and singleness of purpose of the Jewish people. Only a very strong people could have withstood and survived the catastrophic events of the centuries and centuries of the Jewish story. The only people that have been around for thousands of years and will continue to be around to the end of time, Hashem promises, is the Jewish people. The Romans came and they fell. The Jews, the Greeks came and they fell. And all these people, the all these people came and they tried to stand, but they are lost to the sands of time. There's a very famous quote, I'm not going to say it correctly, but I don't know if it was Mark Twain or someone said, the Rome came and they made a great pompous, and the Greeks came and they made a great sound, but they were lost to the annals of history. Only the Jew remains. Only the Jew is around. What is the secret of his mortality? What is the secret of his everlasting existence? Very famous quote, but it's about the strength of the Jew that Hashem allows to stay forever. The strength of Israel was built upon the inner sense of self-worth of being chosen and unique. Chosen for good things, not chosen to be better than anyone else. Chosen to be an orla goyim, to bring goodness and light and beauty to the world. It encompassed an iron determination to build and create and prosper and survive no matter what 
the odds or the opposition. Our strength was built upon a vision of a better world and a holy future provided strength when we were obviously physically weak and persecuted. We as a nation are truly strong when we all stand together and how apropos for nowadays when we see this biyachan and atzeach, beautiful, coming together around the world of brothers and sisters, how halavai should have always been like this for thousands of years and now till the end of time. Unfortunately, we fight too much, but really, we're all brothers and sisters of the Jewish nation across the world, and we should really focus on that. Dr. Morinus points out on H.com, In Mosrathah, the strength that concerns us is not the power to move mountains, but the strength you need to overcome your greatest challenge, which is yourself. It's especially important for our generation because we live surrounded by a culture that celebrates self-indulgence, the opposite quality from self-restraint. It's true that not everyone needs to develop self-restraint. Some people are already masters of saying no to themselves or do much better to foster soul traits that will help them than in other aspects. Still, everyone still has much to gain from this exploration, even if Gavur is not a major subject on a curriculum at this time. Self-restraint works for us in a positive way when it helps us to say no to those things that are not nourishing. Self-restraint is negative when it keeps us from doing things that are actually good for the soul. You have to do what you can to make sure that you are strong enough to be a hero, a gibor. Exercising self-restraint is nothing less than a heroic act. You can be a hero by saying no to that chocolate, especially if you're a diabetic, which I don't know from such things. You can use the strength to use the in the right aspect, in the right way. You have to understand that we have many laws and many communal guidelines to help restrain our needs. You shall not kill, you shall not steal, etc. Though these commandments for self-restraint are actually not enough to guide a spiritual life, we have many, many rules and many things given to us by Hashem in order to be able to push ourselves in the right manners and in the right way to understand what is real strength and what are we supposed to do with strength. Aish points out on the daily lift, why don't people like to remain silent when others insult them? Because they're afraid that others may think they're weak and unable to answer back. The truth is it takes much greater strength to remain silent when someone insults you. Revenge, on the other hand, is a sign of weakness. A revenger lacks the necessary strength of character to forgive. I often find the best way to answer a nasty person, a narcissistic person, an aggressive bully, is sometimes not to answer at all or to answer in a very soft, gentle tone in a very curt manner. I personally have had bosses and people, general in life, encounters being yelled at, demeaned, demanded an answer they were waiting for, but instead I either did not answer at all or answered in a soft, gentle tone, and that totally kicks them off their game, kicks them off their horse. It takes a lot of work and a lot of willpower, but it does work. Achieving peak spiritual health requires working on one's emotional core strength, as pointed out by Rabbi Heller on H.com. A person who has a strong core self will be able to take on most anything life throws at him. He can use vitality, passion, and empowerment. He can move towards developing and actualizing creative potential by forming deep relationships without fear of losing himself. Someone with a weak core will find himself struggling with taking ownership of his life and developing creative potential and developing stable relationships. Understand, accept your limitations and weakness. Capacity to experience a wide range of feelings without being overwhelmed. Take full responsibility for your life. Don't blame others. Experience deep closeness and emotions without fearing abandoned. Can tell others the truth of how you feel. Ability to find creative and satisfying solutions to problems. To stick to commitments. Feel deserving that good things are allowed to happen. Consistently assert yourself to get your needs met. 
disagreeing with others in a respectful way, handle criticism or rejection well, and content with your portion in your life. You got to do what you can in your life. Work on yourself. Work on your self-acceptance in life to develop your strength. Don't compare yourself to others to develop yourself. Don't say yes when you mean no. If you want to work on strength for yourself, think for yourself. Allow your permission for yourself to make mistakes and do chuva. Know that no matter what, God always loves you and always values you. The world is built through kindness. You need to be strong enough to have kindness, to have happiness, and to have the ability to make this world a wonderful, wonderful place. If you want to be physically strong, lift weights and don't eat junk. If you want to be emotionally strong, slowly wolf points out on H.com. Do the same. Get rid of mental junk food. Get rid of unhealthy beliefs, unhealthy things in your life. If there's a virus on your laptop, get rid of it. If there's a virus in your life, get rid of it. Get rid of toxic or viral people. Not in a good way, viral. Get rid of negative things and negative thoughts that are not good for your life. Like I never win, no one ever likes me. These are not things that help. Take out unhealthy beliefs and be strong in character, strong in your life to do what you can in this life. Get rid of the unhealthy things in your life, especially emotionally. Work your core muscles mentally. Allocate your energy in the right way. Find perspective to do what you can to make a wonderful aspect to this life. Understand who is mighty? He who works on himself. He who works on his strength. He who stands up for what he believes in. We will be more respectable when we stand up for good, we stand up for Judaism, we stand up for light, than if we try to assimilate into the atmosphere. And it will never work. Understand, we have to do what we can to have courage, to have strength. We need to be like the strength of Shimshon, but use it for spiritually, different kind of strength. We need to be spiritually strong, strong with ourselves. Real strength is that on the inside, not the outside of your inner muscles, not your physical outer ones. A truly strong warrior, someone who works on his inner self, his true self, putting real effort into changing bad traits, bad needles, or bad qualities. Real strength is to strength to make the world a better place, be involved in kindness and justice and chesed through mitzvahs, Torah learning. A wise man can be stronger in many ways than a bodybuilder and use real might in the right ways. Fighting the inner bad inclination within us is a struggle and a daily battle. Someone who is able to fight every day and win, even most days or even some days, is really a strong person. Real strength is the inner conviction to stand up for Hashem, for the Torah, for the Jewish people, for the Jewish land, for mitzvahs and the right way of life. One who puts real effort to better his inner self not only himself and his surroundings will change but the world at large real strength is needed to do the will of Hashem sometimes to the opposite of the forces in society and the terrible beasts around us be strong with real proper inner strength uphold the will of Hashem and the Torah and the Jewish lifestyle use your inner strength to fight the enemies of Hashem within yourself and outside with proper real strength of character and spirit the strength of Shimshon, different kind. Be spiritually strong in yourself. We have to fight those who hate us. We have to stand up against those who hate us. We have to do what we can to take down those who are against us. When we talk about strength, real strength, we're talking about the strength that is within us. To stand up against the bad inclination within ourselves. To stand up against those, even if the whole world is against us. We alone have to stand up for ourselves. We have to defend ourselves. We have to get rid of our enemies. We have to annihilate Amalek. Get rid of those cowards and get rid of doubt and cowardice in the world, especially around the world. That's what makes us really strong, to do what we can within ourselves, within our nation, within our land, to get rid of evil, to fight the temptation, the desire to do something wrong when it's overpowering and all encompassing is all real strength. The alcoholic to refuse to drink, the gambler to refuse to gamble, the smoker to refuse the cigarette, the overeater to refuse the food. This is what we need to do to fight the good fight, to be really strong. Stand up every day, day by day, fight the good inner fight to be 
that warrior for Hashem, the warrior for the Jewish people, the warrior for the land of Israel, to be that really strong person. If we could stand up each day to be a true warrior of Hashem, the whole world will be much better off for it. So stand up, stand strong, be good, stay with the brothers and sisters around the world, around this this life. People will respect us more for it. And hopefully with being true warriors, true strongly, truly strong people, Ezehu, Gibor, HaKovish, HaSitro, fighting the good fight, standing for the light, doing good, spreading good, and standing up for the land of people, the Jewish people, the land of Israel, hopefully we'll see good things and we should be Zochem, that we only know good things, that Mashiach comes speedily in our days with the building of the third base, Midrash and Eliyahu announcing all good happening with hearing that shofar speedily in our days and May that in fact be today. This has been Tani Talks Radio, where we talk a topic for the week for the audience members to keep here on Tani Talks Radio. And I'm your host, Tani.